Well, surprise, surprise, there's trifle on that table after my birthday. It's always, uh, that's my, my go-to dessert. But if you want to hear something impossible happen, who wants to hear something that impossible happens? We all do, right? I think I may be trifled out. There was like three of those containers in my fridge, and I was like, just the, the thought of it was kind of making me like, oh my goodness, like, I don't know if I ever want to say trifle again. I didn't think that was possible. So something impossible happened, and that was actually like a cry in my heart at seeing the impossible happen. I'm like, God, you're funny, you know? I don't know if I like that joke. But what I've told somebody this morning, I was like, I got 363 days and to get over that and get ready for my next round of trifle. Right? So, 2019, who's excited for this year? Yeah, I think there's a real excitement for the year 2019. 2019 was a good year. 2019 is going to be even better, right? Andy was sharing me an awesome uh, thing. God was showing us that something big, something powerful is going to happen this year. Uh, so we say amen to that. Um, but also speaking on the first Sunday of the year 2019, I feel there's a bit of pressure with that, you know? Do you guys understand me with that? There's a bit of pressure this morning. It's got to be a really good word. It's got to be a good message. So I was like, why did I put myself, I should have got Lloyd to come up today and like, because he's just a firecracker up here, you know? Um, so I got to start it off with a little bit of a joke because I need to. It took me only 30 minutes to assemble something from Ikea. You start to question yourself. I don't have any Ikea jokes in my message today, so I need to throw something in there. And if you know me, anytime I build something from Ikea, it takes me at least a half a day. So if I build something from Ikea, it only takes me 30 minutes. You got a question. Did I follow those instructions right? You guys understand that one? Yeah, you, you follow me with the Ikea stuff? If you love Ikea, I'm, I'm very sorry. I don't, I don't mean to, to down it every time I come up here. It's just my thing, okay? All right. We're talking about focusing this morning. Who here has bought a gym membership in the last kind of two weeks? Oh, wow. We already had our gym memberships, right? We're just going to start using them now. And as it's January, right, we had all those, those goodies and all that kind of stuff. So for me, I've been in the fitness industry for a long time. This is the busy season in a gym. So we all take the summers off, right? We're outside, all those good things. January rolls around, you get those New Year's resolutions in. Uh, I was a personal trainer for many years, and it's always like you are just swamped. And these first couple of weeks in January, everybody's coming in, wanting to get started, their programs and stuff like that. And it's really, really good, right? Uh, so if you have made that decision to start a program, I would just want to encourage you this morning that you can do it, right? Because taking those first steps sometimes can be quite scary. Right, you're going into a gym the first time, it's scary to get started. You're like, oh, Adam, I've had a gym membership my whole life, but like, I've used it maybe like 10 times. I could count on my finger how many times I've used a gym membership. So it can be hard to get back at it, right? You understand that? That makes sense, right? Hard to get back at it. So I just want to encourage you this morning. This doesn't really have anything to do with my message, just so you know. But I just want to encourage you, because I'm such an encouraging person, uh, that you can do it, all right? There's a good word just in there. All right, so we're, I'm going to paraphrase this morning, Numbers 13. So if you have your Bibles or if you're writing stuff down, I want you just to write down Numbers um, 13, okay? So you can go home and read it today. But that's just kind of where I'm going to be talking about the story here to start off. Uh, so if you're writing down Numbers 13, okay? Uh, it's really Numbers 13, chapter 13, and chapter 14. 
when you go home, you can read those two chapters. They're really good. Um, but anyways, I kind of paraphrase it this morning for you guys, is Moses. God's talking to Moses at the beginning of Numbers 13 here. He's like, Moses, send some spies out. Spy out the land, for this is the land I'm going to give you, right? They've been in the, they've been turned around for those 40 years. God's telling them, this is the land I'm going to give you guys. So send some spies out, check it out, right? So Moses goes and gets all of his, his 12 spies, right? A leader from each tribe, and gives them a big to-do list. Gives them, that's like, check out the land, bring me back some fruit, you know, see if the people are weak or strong, blah, 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 all these things, okay? So, they go out for 40 days. They're gone out, scoping out the land, checking it out. And after the 40 days are up, they come back. All right? Now, 10 of the 12 spies all came back saying, this land is, is good. Like, it's, it's beautiful. It's, got, it's flowing with milk and honey, right? So, like, really good fruit. As you can tell, you can eat it. It's good. But there's a lot of people. There's giants right? We look like grasshoppers to these people. Like, there is no way we can take this land. Like, it's just not going to happen, guys, right? But then there's the two that were thinking a little differently. They're like, Caleb and Joshua, like, no, if God's called us into this land, then he's going to do what? He's going to make a way for us to get this land. Amen? So, Amy and I, I'm going to give you just like a quick little story. I've, we've said this kind of a few times throughout the last few years anyways. But anyways, Amy and I were renting a house in Kitchener. Our, our landlords decided to sell their house, so we kind of got kicked out of our house. And we're like, okay, we either got to go buy a house or we're going to have to rent another house. And for me, I'm just like, I just get stressed out. I'm just like, seriously? Like, we got like three or four months. We got to get out, find somewhere else. I got like three kids. I'm like, God, what are we going to do, right? So I go in panic mode. Amy's a really spiritual one, and she's like, she prays about it, you know? So I just blessed her this morning. Um, you know, she's a super wife. But anyways, I was just like, I start freaking out. I'm like going on Kijiji. I'm going online, like trying to find a spot like we could rent. Now, up to that point, we've had so many words that this is a time to buy a house. But I look at my bank account, I'm like, yeah, you know, $100 this week, maybe $500 that week or whatever, you know, quite not enough, you could safely say, to have a down payment for a house, right? So for me, I'm like, God, you're awesome. You know, you're the best. I love you with everything I have, but I definitely don't trust you for like $15,000 here for I can have a down payment for a house, right? But again, so many people have spoken those words into our, into our life. Amy's like really feeling it in her spirit. Uh, but for me, I was like, I'm still going to go on Kijiji. I'm still going to find us a house to rent for now because we need a house in like three or four months, right? Sounds like the right thing to do, right? Makes sense? right? Say yes, because that's going to make me feel better right now. Thank you. And so we found this really beautiful place in Wellesley. Has anybody, anybody in Wellesley? Yeah, yeah. Like for me, I'm like, I'm a small town kind of guy. And I was like, Wellesley is a nice spot. It's like 20 minutes outside of town or so. And you can have fires in your backyard. So I was like, check mark right there. That's the only check mark that I need. It's got, a, it's got room for me to sleep in and the kids. And then that's a check mark. And I can have fires in the backyard. Check mark. It's a big check mark for me, okay? And so I love the house. Loved it. Amy, we go back into the van, start driving back. And she's like, no. I'm like, did we see the same house? Like, did we just walk through the same place? 
because we're not on the same page right now, and I'm always right. So, I'm like, what is going on here? But sure enough, you know, for me, I go into that, like, let's just get somewhere so I know we're safe. Amy's like, God's called us to something more. You know, I'm like, planting a church 20 minutes outside of town, that's kind of far, you know, we have one vehicle, it's not the most, like, ideal situation, but like, Amy, you can have a campfire in the backyard. She's like, well, you know, it's kind of small, the living room's kind of small, like, we'd get, like, four people in there, so if we're trying to have, like, a group in here, like, it'd be, you couldn't do that, but I'm like, Amy, you can have a campfire in the backyard, and she's like, well, there's not really, like, another room for the kids to play, like, there's that living room, but that's really the only spot the kids would play, like, they have their bedrooms, but they're kind of small, but I'm like, Amy, I don't think you're hearing me, you can have a campfire in the backyard. That means s'mores. That means like camping out there. You know, that's like my dream, right? But she just wasn't on the same page as me. So I was praying for her that she would just see the light, you know. I'm joking. But anyways, we both saw the same place. We both walked through the same house. We both met the same woman there, the landlord, right? But we had a difference of opinion, right? We had a different focus, right? My focus was... Let's just get into a house so we have a house to live in, right? Amy's focus was like, God, what are you saying about the situation? I'm really not building myself up here very well, am I? Um, But anyways, Amy was like, God said this, like God has spoken this into our lives, so we need to go for it, right? So taking it back to numbers here, the 10 spies, or 12 spies, sorry, they've all did the same thing, right? They all saw the same people. They all saw the same fruit. But how come 10 of them were going the one way, two were going the other way? Because they have a different focus, right? The 10 spies were like, they had this, the, you know, the giants are too big, we can't do anything, right? But Caleb and Joshua were both like, but if God has said it, then we can do it. And that's when you can say amen again, right? If God has said it, we can do it. You know, even take another situation, like say two people go to the doctor and they both get the same, you know, feedback from the doctor, right? One can leave saying like feeling hopeless, feeling depressed. The other person could be like same situation, feel hopeful, right? All because of a different focus, right? All because where am I looking at in my focus? For me, you know, it's so easy for us to look at problems, right? Look at situations, and we tend to make those problems, those situations, we tend to make those look bigger than what God is. Isn't that right? Right? We all go through situations in our lives. We all go through hard things in our lives, and it's so easy to be like, those problems, those situations are impossible. There's just no way I can overcome that obstacle. There's no way I can get through that. But the problem is, you know, we're serving the God of the impossible, right? So I feel like this year is this year of where's our focus at? Are we focusing on our issues? Are we focusing on our problems so much that, God, you are now smaller than our issues? God, you can't come through. God, you're good. You know, I know that. I know that in my head that, God, you are good. But, God, I just can't walk that out right? But I feel that this year is going to be a really big year for us to come in this revelation that, God, 
you are the God of the impossible, right? I've been saying this for the last few weeks. I know it's, it's definitely not my thing. It's definitely been around for a long time, right? But I really feel that we are serving the God of the impossible and we need to change our focus, okay? Because the enemy loves to come and loves to give his lies, right? Loves to be like, God's not going to come through in this situation. God's not with you. There's just no way God's going to help you in this situation, right? God moves in the Bible, but he doesn't move today, right? But it's a lie, right? God has given us what? All authority. Say it. God has given us all authority. Look to the person beside you. Say, God has given you all authority. And this is a Bill Johnson thing. Um, If you have all the authority, how much authority does Satan have? None, right? If God, that's right, God has given you all authority, so therefore Satan has none, okay? All right, so we all need a, I like to have a hashtag thing that you guys can put on your Instagram accounts because I know we all have Instagram in the room, right? If you don't have Instagram, write it down on a piece of paper and stick it on your mirror or somewhere that you see all the time. Um, it's good. This is from a pastor in Toronto. It says, uh, when God tells you something, it's, it's to call you into something. So I'm going to say it again. When God tells you something, it's to call you into something. When God tells you something, it's to call you into something. You know, Moses is a, he can be a, he's a, he's a grid leader, right? But I feel like Moses kind of distracted the spies a little bit. Moses, God tells Moses to what? Go spy at the land because this is the land I've given you, right? But then Moses goes to the spies and he gives the spies quite the to-do list, right? You got to do this in the land. You got to bring this back. You got to do this. You got to check this, all those things, right? Now, I'm a very simple person. I'm a very simple guy. So for me, I'm going to give you an example. If I go to the grocery store, and if I'm going to go to the grocery store, I'm like, I need to get coffee creamer, let's say, because I need to have my coffee creamer for my coffee in the morning. And if I don't get that, that's not a good start to my day. And so I'm on my way to the grocery store. I'm like, yep, this is good. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get back. Amy, I'll see you in 10 minutes. I get to the grocery store. Guess what happens? My beautiful, loving wife texts me or calls me and be like, can you get fruit? You know, we're kind of low on fruit. Can you please pick some of that up? Uh, and while you're getting fruit, can you just get like some vegetables too? Because like we need to have a salad at home. And I'm like, all right, fruit, vegetables. Okay, I can remember that. That's, that's fine. And she's like, oh yeah, then, um, you know, can you actually get diapers too? Because, you know, we have kids at home and the one still needs diapers. And I'm like, okay, so now I got to get fruit, vegetables, diapers. And okay, so I got this. So I go get my grocery shopping done go back home, lug in all the groceries. I'm like, see, Amy, I lay it all out, stick it in my chest because aren't you proud of me for everything I've done? I remembered everything you asked me to get. I make my coffee and I go into the refrigerator and there's no coffee creamer. I'm like, oh my goodness. The whole reason why I went to the grocery store was to get coffee creamer and I got distracted. How could that have happened? How could that have happened? Coffee's like, you got God and you got coffee, right? How could I forget the number, like, top five thing here? How could I forget it? Because I got distracted, right? I think Moses did a little bit of that, right? He gave them so much to do instead of being like, this is the land God has given us. 
He is the leader there. He walks in authority. This is the land God has given us. Don't be afraid of all this other stuff that's going to go on because God has given us the land. If God has spoke it, guess what? He's going to give it to us, right? He's going to make a way for it to happen. I don't care if they're 10-foot giants, 12-foot giants, whoever they are. God is going to open up a door to give us the land, right? Come on. God is good. So I just want to look at the life of Jesus here for a minute, um, talking about distractions and stuff like that. When Jesus was going to the cross, what did he do? He went to the garden and prayed, right? Took a couple disciples with him, right? Had them praying, right? Um, but he went to do what? He went to pray and to focus on what the Father was doing, right? Jesus only does what he sees the Father doing. His focus is always on the Father, okay? And we can obviously learn from the life of Jesus, can't we? You guys still with me? Yeah? We can learn from the life of Jesus, right? Jesus only does what he sees the Father doing. When he's going through something so overwhelming as the cross, he gets into a quiet place and focuses eyes on the Father. Okay? Thank you. It's good. Focuses eyes on the Father. All right? So when I'm going through a hike, I'm going to be like, Amy, I, I'm, you know, I'm stressed out today. I'm having a, a tough day. I just want to get outside, and I just want to go for a hike. I just need to like pray. I just need my God time right now. And Amy, being the very understanding wife, she's like, yep, you go, hon. I love you. Gives me a kiss, and then I, I'm gone, right? And so I get hiking along the way, and I'm like, yep, this is going to be good God time. And I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. I'm like, man, there's so many like tree roots here and rocks that I'm like watching out for. And I'm walking, and I'm walking. And next thing you know, I get to the end of my hike, and I'm like, my eyes were down the whole time. I was so distracted by all the roots in my life, right? I'm so distracted by all these obstacles that I never even actually had any God time. And did you know that we can get so distracted when we have those good intentions that those good intentions never happen, but we actually think they happen, Right? We can have such good intentions that we think it actually happens, but we've got to be honest with ourselves and did they actually happen, right? So I have a choice. I can be, go out into the woods and I can be like, God, I don't care what's around me here. I am just focusing my eyes on you like Jesus did. He just went and just, God, I just need you right now. Or we can hike out in the wilderness, uh, but miss that whole concept of getting alone with God, right? Same thing can obviously happen in our house. We'll pretend this is my Bible and be like, yeah, I get up early in the morning. I'm reading my Bible. This is really, really good. God, you are so good. Uh, but then, you know, knowing me, I have my phone beside me here. My phone goes off, and I'm like, okay, sorry, God, just give me one second, God. I got I to gotta check my phone here, God. Like, this could be really, really important, right? God, like, you understand, right? You understand everything. You know my heart. You know my heart's good. So, like, just give me a second, God. I got to check my phone here. So, I check my phone, and it's Facebook, and Facebook's really, really important, isn't it? So, God, I'm like, just give me one minute, God. I got to check my phone. I go on Facebook. It's like, oh, that was a really funny joke, God. It is so good. 
good. You would have loved it. So I put my phone away. I get back into my Bible, and I start reading my Bible. I'm like, God, this is so good. Like, man, you're awesome. I love it. Come on. I get excited. I get jumping up and down. I wake up the kids. Amy yells at me. No, she does. I don't do that. But I get so excited to get back into it, and then all of a sudden, my phone goes off again. I'm like, oh, God. Okay, God, just give me one minute. This is just going to take me one minute. And I get back, and I just check my phone, and it's, it's another Facebook message. And I'm like, God, okay, this could be really important. I don't know. This could be like somebody needs me to pray for them, God. Like, again, you understand that, right, God? If I've got to pray for this person, that's really, really important, right? And I check my phone, and it's just like this funny joke of a dog or something like that. And I'm like, God, you would love that joke because you love dogs, right? And so I put my phone away, and I get back into my Bible, right? But it goes on, and I could keep going on and on, right? But it goes on and on, those distractions, right? There's always a distraction pulling you away from that time with God, right? It's one of those things we got to make a priority, don't we? Got to make it a priority in our lives to be, God, I am setting aside this time to spend it with you. I am putting away my phone, maybe. I'm putting away those distractions. Maybe I have too many distractions around my house, like some kids running around or something like that. So God, I'm going to go out and I'm just going to set aside this time to spend it with you, right? To focus my eyes on you. Amy and I, we, we love to do some photography. And, um, you know, so I'm going to take it as a, a camera here. You have a viewfinder when you're looking through your camera, okay? And so I'm out in the wilderness because if you know me, I'm always out in the wilderness. So I'm out in the wilderness. There's this huge grizzly bear like way over there. I'm like, oh my goodness, like I need to capture that grizzly bear, right? From a safe distance, of course. So there's this amazing grizzly bear over there. I look through my viewfinder. I see it. I snap the picture. I look at the picture and it's blurry. I'm like, what? I thought like I have this really nice camera, like cost me a lot of money. Shouldn't I just be able to snap it and it works, right? But in that picture in my viewfinder here of this amazing grizzly bear there's also like some squirrels in there there's some rocks over there there's some trees in there and when I look through the picture it's like the squirrels in focus so I wasn't taking a picture of the squirrel I had the picture of the grizzly bear like come on like I can see squirrels anytime right I want this grizzly bear now I've spent a lot of time Amy and I've spent a lot of time with our camera right practicing with it, working with it, reading about it, knowing how to use it. And thankfully, it's like, okay, I know how to use it. So therefore, I'm going to adjust it accordingly so I can blur out all those distractions. Are you with me? We can blur out all those distractions so therefore I can get that grizzly bear 100% in focus. But it does take time and effort, okay? It takes time and effort you got your Bible still, you're writing down. You're going to write down 2 Samuel 24. Again, I'm just going to paraphrase it here for you, but it's, you can read it later. It's 2 Samuel 24, verses 1 to 17. Um, and it's about David. Okay, so David, he takes a census of his men. Okay? Does anybody know that story? Got some shaking of the heads, yes, good. All right, so David takes a census of his army, right, of all of his men. His leader, Joab's the one that's supposed to go out and do it. And Joab's like, David, like, why? You don't need to do this, right? Like, don't do this. You're going to surely, as you live, you're going to have, like, way more, you know, men than this. But David, being a little stubborn in the situation, is like, nope, let's, you got to do it. 
So it happens, and after it happens, David becomes, feels very guilty. He's just like, man, God, I've done something wrong. Goes to God, and like, you know, God's like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that, right? And when you read the story, it's actually quite tragic. You know, I'm kind of downplaying it there, but 70,000 people lost their lives because of this distraction in David's life, you know? 70,000 people lost their lives because David kind of lost his focus on what was most important, you know? David started to maybe lose his trust in God, right? Maybe had a little bit of pride in there or something like that, you know, whether he wanted to see how many men he had or he's like, God, I don't have enough men, whatever it is. But either way, he loses his focus on where he's been called to. And a lot of people lost their lives, right? Amy and I just had a couple of days ago this beautiful reminder about it because like for us, or for me anyways, I gotta talk for myself, but it's so easy to get sidetracked. It's so easy for me on, on a Sunday to be like, so how many people came to service on a Sunday? Like, uh, we had like 80 this week. Uh, how many people came last Sunday? Like maybe like, you know, 85 or whatever. So like, it's easy for me to be like, I'm going to start counting all the people. God, like, are we, are we making enough money to pay the bills each month, right? Do we have enough on the offering to pay, the, pay all those kind of bills that keep coming in, right? Or, like, how's our, how's our groups going? Like, is there enough people attending the groups? Do we have enough groups going, right? And my mind can get so sidetracked to all these things that are going on. Not that those are bad things, right? But it's not where God has called me to. God has called us into wanting to see lives transformed, right? Wanting to see people healed. Wanting to see people's lives just being transformed by the love of the Father. And if I'm spending all this time worrying about all these other things that, again, aren't necessarily bad things. There are kind of good things, right? But I start to lose my focus of what's most important in my life, right? So taking it back to, to numbers again. Those spies, the 10 spies, gave a report back. It says a bad report. The report wasn't a lie. Everything they said to, to Moses and them were truthful things, right? So sometimes it's not that we're, we're lying. It's not that it's all bad stuff, but sometimes it's just that loss of focus or sometimes where that focus is is obviously what's most important, okay? How are we doing? Deuteronomy 6.5, love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Matthew 22, 37, 39, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Verse 38, this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is love your neighbor as yourself. Right? This year, we just want to bring it home that loving God with everything we have. Right? Our lives flow out of that place. When we love God with everything we have, our lives will flow from that place. Amen? All right, so I have to have one more thing to take home for you guys, and we're going to spell the word focus here, okay? So F stands for fixation, okay? So if you're writing things down, uh, pull out your phone if you have to, because uh, I want you guys to, to bring these things down, because these things are going to help you stay focused this year. Uh, so F stands for fixation. The definition of it is, is an obsessive interest in or feeling about someone or something, Okay? So fixation. So again, Jesus only did what he saw the Father doing. We need to fixate our eyes on the Father, okay? Oh, outlook. So when we have our eyes fixated on the Father, guess what? Our outlook in life is going to be better or worse? Better or worse, guys? Come on, better, right? It's going to be better. 
it can be hard to have a good outlook on the impossible situations if we don't have our eyes fixated on Jesus. Okay, there's another good hashtag for you today. Got two of them. Amen for that. I'm going to say it again because I know you want to hear it. It can be hard to have a good outlook on the impossible situations if you don't have your eyes fixated on Jesus. Okay? C, community. So, we talk a lot about community, right? Community, obviously I shared a little bit earlier, you want to get into those quiet places, right? You want to get focused again, refocus. Quietness can be really, really good. But also having a healthy balance of good, strong community. Key word is good and strong community, right? Some community maybe not be as good as we need it to be. Uh, so you want to have people in your life that are doing what? Encouraging you, bringing you to Jesus, right? You kind of start getting pulled away in a wrong direction. You have good people in your life that are like, you know, Adam, I think you're kind of losing focus here. You're kind of doing a lot of condemnation, you know, you're kind of like just preaching about people going to hell or all those kind of things, you know, and you got to bring it back over here, you know, where your heart is, right? So having people in your life that are willing to give you a little smack along the face in a loving way, right, a gentle loving way, right, and just bring you back to Jesus, okay? The U stands for under construction. Under construction, and it's all about distractions, 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 okay? So obviously I've talked a lot about the distractions. Uh, Samson's another one, another good story to read, Judges 13 uh, through 16. Samson's been called to, to bring the Israelites back, right, to help revive the Israelites, and he gets distracted by Delilah, right? Quite the story, uh, but again, really good one on being distracted when he's been called to help lead the Israelites, okay? Um, so again... We always have lots of obstacles around us, right? Being under construction, you can think of even if you're driving on the highway, there's construction going on. What do all the cars do on the other side of the road? They all slow down, check out the situation, you know? So there causes like this big long pile up of cars, right? And so again, we get so easily distracted by things around us. So watching out for those obstacles, okay? All right, and S is what, guys? Guess, guess, no, just joking. Surrender. So we always got to bring it back to surrender. Surrendering it all to Jesus, okay? For Amy and I, this church happened when we surrendered it to God. We spent so many years, like, you know, praying about it, like trying to do things on our own, trying to do things on our own, right? And it wasn't until we got to this point in our lives, uh, when I say we, it's more Amy, just so you know, um, but we got to this point in our lives where it's just like, God, even if this church doesn't happen, you're still good. You know, we're still going to follow you, right? We're still wanting just to see you move and all these things. But once we surrendered it to God, honestly, like within a couple of days, all these doors started to open up. All these things started to happen once we gave it up to him, right? Because, uh, again, we can have so much on our minds, you know, God, like, how am I going to pay the mortgage this month? How am I going to pay my rent this month? God, how am I going to put food on the table this month? God, I, you know, my car broke down. How am I going to pay for that? God, what about, my, what about my kids? God, what about my spouse? God, like, we can have all these things on our minds, right? God, how am I walking in my destiny right now? God, like, you've called me to do all these things, God, but how am I going to get there, right? There's all these what ifs, like, what, 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 that can pull us in so many different directions and is quite draining, Right? that we just need to constantly, it's not just a one-time ordeal, it's a constant, God, I am just laying it all down at your feet. 
so we can actually function in a day, right? So we can actually breathe and not feel anxiety or depression, right? We got to lay it down at his feet. Bill Johnson, again, got another great quote from him. It says, great faith doesn't come out of great effort, but of great surrender. Great faith doesn't come out of great effort, but of great surrender. Laying it all down at the feet of the Father. So again, F is fixate. O is outlook. C is community. U, under construction. Watch out for those obstacles. And S is surrender. Amen.